Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Finding You in the Goo with your host, Ken Bechtel. Get ready for a fun-filled hour of exploration into how you can leverage the power of amusement to reconnect with your truth and break free from life's limitations. Ken and his guests will empower you to choose life instead of strife, to choose joy instead of, oh boy, and to choose laughter instead of disaster. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your life back. Now, here's your host, Ken Bechtel. Welcome to the Finding You in the Goo radio show. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and I was just thinking it would really be probably pretty funny if you folks could see what I do when that intro is playing. I'm dancing around the studio and having a great time, but you don't know that because this is radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I had a great week, and I hope you guys did. Uh, I actually just came back from having the honor of officiating um, my first wedding yesterday. Uh, a good friend of mine's mother uh, was getting remarried. And so congratulations to Rebecca and Jerry on uh, their wedding yesterday. It was beautiful. It was up in the mountains, uh, outside of Colorado Springs in a city called divide and a uh, beautiful setting right at this uh, little lake in the mountains with the, the, uh, a big storm rolling in behind us. And it actually worked out. We finished the ceremony and, uh, did the photos and got back to the house and it just cut loose. It just poured sheets of rain down. Uh, so the timing couldn't have been better. It was absolutely beautiful. And again, thank you to those folks for having me join them in their special day. Uh, so that's a little bit about my bit, my weekend and what I ended up doing. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of you folks this weekend were watching the World Cup or you certainly heard about it because you could hardly avoid it. And this whole World Cup mania, so to speak, has, has really, you know, it's brought the world's attention to South Africa, which is huge. I mean, you know. What was it? Twenty years ago, they were totally shunned by the world and all these sanctions against them because of apartheid. And now they're hosting one of the world's biggest sporting events. And it's really, you know, very inspirational. And it shows a lot of the power of what sports can do to inspire and teach folks. And uh, I, I actually got inspired from all this World Cup uh, and South Africa focus to. Uh, watched the movie that came out, I think it was last year maybe, called Invictus. 
And uh, in case you haven't seen this movie, I'll give you a brief overview. Don't worry, I won't give away the ending. Uh, but the, the movie is actually, it's, it's an amazing, it's a true story of how Nelson Mandela, who, of course, became the first freely elected president of South Africa, um, he ended up joining forces with the captain of South Africa's rugby team to help unite their country. And it was interesting because, you know, he's a newly elected president and clearly he knows that, you know, the nation still remains racially and economically divided. And he believes that through the universal language of sport, he can start to help bringing these people together. So what he does is he, he rallies South Africa's rugby team and they're trying to make a, a run for the 1995 Rugby World Cup Championship. So Nelson Mandela was you know, recently released from prison. He'd been in prison for 27 years, and then he became the president of South Africa in their first democratic elections. And needless to say, that's a pretty radical change for the country. Well, he, of course, realized this change from apartheid to a democratic country was, was not going to be easy for anybody. And he realizes also, you know, he's got to figure out a way to galvanize all these folks to work together as a country. And he ends up placing his support behind what's known as the Springboks. The Springboks are their national rugby team. And South Africa has been awarded the opportunity to host the 1995 Rugby World Cup. And the, it's the only reason the Springboks are even going to get to compete because with all those years under apartheid and all the sanctions against them, they were not included in, in world events uh, for the rugby world. And so they weren't even ranked in the world. So there's no way they would have been in this tournament without the fact that they were hosting it. And the other thing about it was the Springboks were really seen as a, uh, a white South Africa. They were considered the team of white South Africa and obviously because of that, they were denounced by Mandela when he was in prison. And he realizes, though, that he needs to do whatever he can to unite South Africa. And he realizes that he's going to need the support of the Springboks and its captain. His captain's name is Francois Pignar. And he's actually played by Matt Damon in this. And um, Nelson Mandela is played by Morgan Freeman. So you may recognize their voices as we, we reference them. Uh, but what he's doing is, is trying to actually galvanize this team to come together and become the focus of unity for the country. So he tries to inspire Francois Pinar to lead by example, just like Nelson Mandela has realized he needs to lead by example. And I, I was doing some research on this, and I found an amazing quote from a speech that uh, it was actually his opening comments during the trial that uh, Nelson Mandela was in in 1964, just prior to being sent away to prison. And this is one of his comments in the opening uh, of that, that trial where he was defending himself. And he says, during my lifetime, I've dedicated myself to the struggle of the African people. I fought against white domination and I fought against black domination. I've cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. 
but if needs be, it's an ideal for which I'm prepared to die. Now, needless to say, that's proved to be incredibly prophetic because here he is now president of this country over 30 years later after spending 27 of those years in a prison. And he spent his entire life focusing on equality in his country. And it was so important to him that this didn't waver even when he went to prison for 27 years. And and understand, this wasn't like one of those country club prisons. This was hard labor. He was actually breaking rocks in a lime quarry until he was released in 1990. And remember also, he was released, he was 72 years old. Most folks are like, ah, that's it. I'm in my golden years. I'm done. Thank goodness I got out of prison if that was their situation. And now he's 75 and he just became president of one of the most racially divided countries on earth, still holding this light and this dream for unified and equality in South Africa. So he had nothing to lose, right? So this is an opportunity he's been living for his whole life. And there's absolutely nothing beyond consideration. So he chooses to lead by example to accomplish his dream. So let me just set up the, the first little soundbite from the movie here. So this is his first day in office. He's just become president of South Africa. He's going into the, the government headquarters. And you can really feel the tension. It's palpable. I mean, most of the former president's staff, who were mostly you know white Afrikaners, they still hold their jobs. And they're convinced that, you know, Mandela is going to fire them as soon as he can. So they begin packing their boxes and they're just kind of, you know, waiting for the inevitable. And Nelson Mandela, as he's walking through these offices that first morning, he sees this and he asks his head of staff and he says, I want to hold a conference with everyone. Call them together right now. And what he does is he calls this conference so he can share with them his vision for a new South Africa. So listen here as he holds a staff meeting to help these folks understand the direction he's headed. Good morning. How are you this morning? Fine. It's good to see you. Thank you for coming on such short notice. Some of you may know who I am. I could not help noticing the empty offices as I came to work this morning and all of the packing boxes. Now, of course, if you want to leave, that is your right. And if you feel in your heart that you cannot work with your new government, then it is better that you do leave right away. But if you are packing up because you fear that uh, your language or the color of your skin or who you worked for before disqualifies you from working here, I am here to tell you, have no such fear. What is Rebay is Rebay. The past is the past. We look to the future now. We need your help. We want your help. If you would like to stay, you would be doing your country a great service. All I ask is that you do your work to the best of your abilities and with good heart. I promise to do the same. If we can manage that, 
our country will be a shining light in the world. So imagine that. Here's a man who's standing in a room talking to all these folks who represent the government that imprisoned him for 27 years. And yet he finds a way to invite them to stay on and work to the best of their abilities and with a good heart to assist the new government in building the South Africa he's always dreamed of. And if you haven't seen this movie, you can just imagine the change that takes place on these people's faces. They're all braced and smug and know that he's going to fire them. Matter of fact, there's a couple of, of gentlemen standing in one scene where they say, oh, he just wants to fire us himself. That's why he's calling this meeting. And then he actually invites them to stay because he's realized that this is much bigger and it's not going to work by saying, I'm in, you're out. You know, we're right now and you're wrong. Those kind of divisions are not going to work. In all situations, it's always stronger to be united than it can ever be divided. So just take a second and, and think about your life. You know, where in your life are there things that are operating in division? Just think about what it could be like if they were united. Pretty different, huh? You know, perhaps the first step for each of us to do in our own lives is do what Nelson Mandela did and invite whoever or whatever it is that's on the other side of that division to join you. Instead of assuming that they never will. You know, you may be surprised in their response, just as they may be surprised by your invitation. And remember what Mr. Mandela did in this scene. He didn't say, you all have to stay. He simply opened the door and said, I know you think there's only one way this is going to work, and that's because I'm going to fire you, but it's not. If you can't work here and really be behind this, then go and go right away. But if you can, and if you want to be a part of this, then stay and do it to the best of your abilities and with a good heart. And when we present the opportunity there with that kind of openness, not with a bunch of rules and regulations, but just here, it's this simple. If you can do this, great. If you can't, that's fine too. You will draw to you the people that really want to be there and you'll let go of the ones who don't. And everybody is in integrity with themselves. Nobody has to falsify their actions. Nobody has to do what they don't want to do because they feel compelled by a rule or a group. There's total permission for you to stay or go. And when you can offer this type of invitation to whoever's on the other side of the divide from you, it creates an open platform with no pressure to respond one way or the other. So we're going to take a quick break here. And for those of you who just tuned in, you're listening to the Finding You and the Goo radio show. My name's Ken Bechtel. I'm your host. And today we're learning from the lessons from Nelson Mandela. And I hope you stick around. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Did 
Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then, before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Want to know where the hotspot for interaction with your community is? It's at the new Contact Talk Radio Hotspot. The CTR Hotspot is an online interactive community and social media outlet where you can read articles, post blogs, watch videos, and communicate with other like-minded individuals. Go to www.ctrhotspot.com and see what it's all about. Create a profile and start interacting with your community today. That's www.ctrhotspot.com. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe you're not sure how it works. And the big one, maybe you're just a little shy. Well, you know what? So was I. But after I got in there and started meeting the people and the host, I really started to enjoy myself. I found people from all over who shared similar interests, likes and dislikes, hobbies and more. Oh, I know. It's easy to say I am too busy. And you know what? I get that. It's not a commitment. It's not a plan. And there are no dues, no payments of any kind. It is just a great way to stay in touch with new friends and old friends. So tell you what, go to your computer, type in www.contacttalkradio.com. And if you look on the left side, you will see chat room. Just click on that and you can start meeting new people and also meet some of the hosts on the Contact Talk Radio Network. That's www.contacttalkradio.com and click on the chat room. And welcome back to Finding You in a Goo Radio Show. This is Ken Bechtel, your host. Our topic today is learning from Nelson Mandela. And I'm sure most of you listening know Nelson Mandela was imprisoned in South Africa for 27 years uh, for trying to bring equality to that country. And once he got freed, he became the first democratically elected president of South Africa at the age of 75. Uh, you know, in our last scene, we were talking about how Nelson Mandela realized he needed to invite what was the minority that used to rule the country, the Afrikaners, the whites, to join him in order to make the country one of equality. It wasn't going to be an either or situation. And I mean, just think about this. Here's Nelson Mandela and his associates went from having zero role in government. They couldn't even vote. And now they're running the whole country. So you can imagine the learning curve was unbelievably steep. And he realized we can't, I mean, that'll make it that much harder if we have to figure everything out on our own. So he invited everyone to join them, not just for those reasons, but because it wasn't going to work if they stayed divided and just switched who was in charge of the division. There's a really intriguing uh, scene where they show an example of how Nelson Mandela really believed and took on the role of, I have to lead by example, and I realize this, because if I'm not doing it, I can't ask it of anyone else. So soon after taking office, uh, a character named Jason, who is actually Nelson Mandela's head of security, he makes a request to Mandela and the staff because he needs more people on a security team. Uh, in order to keep the, the president secure, he needs more staff. And 
you know, of course they didn't realize this at first, but they do now. They, the current team is made up of just four black South Africans. Uh, so he petitions to Mandela and says, we need more staff. And Mandela's response is to hire four white Afrikaners from the secret police that used to persecute them. And as you can imagine, this first meeting where these white Afrikaners show up in the security office, there's a clash just due to the racial hangups and, you know, feeling like they're, they're forced to work together. So Mandela says, you know, we have to lead by example. So listen to this scene. It's where Jason, the head of security, comes in to the office of the president looking for an explanation regarding who he sent him as additions to a security force. And Mandela explains that, you know, as chief of security, one of the key elements he's going to need to embrace in order for this country to move forward. Listen in here. So just have you, sir. You look agitated, Jason. Well, that's because there are four special branch cops in my office. Oh, what did you do? Nothing. Well, they say they're the presidential bodyguards and they have orders signed by you. Ah, yes, ah, yes. Well, uh, these men are special trained by SAS. They have lots of experience. They protected the clerk. Yes, sir, but it doesn't mean that they have to come. You asked for more men, didn't you? Yes, sir. I asked... Um... When people see me in public, they see my bodyguards. You represent me directly. The Rainbow Nation starts here. Reconciliation starts here. Reconciliation, sir. Yes, reconciliation, Jason. Comrade President, not long ago, these guys tried to kill us. Maybe even these four guys in my office tried and often succeeded. Yes, I know. Forgiveness starts here, too. Forgiveness liberates the soul. It removes fear. That is why it is such a powerful weapon. Please, Jason. Try. Sorry to disturb you, sir. Wow. Can you imagine you've got a job, you've just been in charge of security for the new president of your country, and the folks who basically were in charge of beating and persecuting and in some cases killing your family, friends, and so on, the other folks who were fighting for equality for your, your people are now supposed to work with you in security for the president that they pretty confidently did not vote for. Imagine what level of forgiveness that would take. You know, there's a great quote from, from Gandhi, which is, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. Yeah. Definitely needing some strength in order to do this. Just imagine what, what that would take to allow these people not just to work with you, but to find out how can I trust them, not just personally, but with our president's safety. It's really an amazingly powerful scene. And the other thing that's really interesting is the mindset that went into the request from Jason. Think about this. He submitted a request to the president and said, we need more staff. Never in his wildest dreams did he think he was going to send him, you know, 
special branch uh, police that that just months before were were attacking them. So he came into this asking with this very limited restriction of here's what I want. And yet that's not what he said. So you got to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> but it's really amazing because you think about that level of forgiveness that's required. And if you think it's hard for, for Jason and his staff, well, he wasn't in jail for 27 years. So President Mandela already had to find a level of forgiveness to go, yeah, I, I need to be able to let these people be the ones protecting me when they did all types of things to not protect me in the past and beat me and, and you know, whatever happened to him in prison when he was doing hard labor. So it's an amazing transition of what's required. Um, there's uh, a really, really powerful quote from a gentleman named Reinhold Niebuhr, and he calls it, forgiveness is the final form of love. Pretty amazing. So I didn't mention this earlier, but if you want to call in with comments or, or, or to talk further about the topics we are, by all means, give us a call at the studio. Uh, the lines are open. It's 877-230-3062. Again, 877-230-3062. And just call into the studio and uh, Mike in the studio there. We'll get you all queued up and we'll talk to you on, on the show live. So, again, it's different steps in this process. First, it was inviting people in that normally people would have said are the other side of the divide. But Nelson Mandela's goal is to let go of the divide, get rid of the divide altogether. And then he realizes we've got to forgive because we can't just be doing lip service. We have to actually show everyone. Like he said, when I'm out, my bodyguards are seen. So you've got to, you represent me. So do they. I am the unity of this country. So <clears throat> it's, again, that example. He must take the first step. And that's, you know, it's, it's again, another Gandhi quote. It's the only way that he realizes that this change is going to happen is he has to be the change he wants to see in the world. Which I don't know if you guys realize this, but Gandhi started his career of uh, um, nonviolent, uh, peaceful demonstration in South Africa. He was an attorney in South Africa fighting for the rights of the other Indians that were living there and being suppressed. Um, so interesting link between these two men's lives, and yet they weren't really associates. Um, so again, here uh, Nelson Mandela begins to think in terms of how he's going to unite South Africa and put away their differences. And again, as I mentioned at the beginning, he starts to see that rugby could be a vehicle for this problem. So he invites the, the current captain of the South African Springboks rugby team to tea one afternoon. So this is where he's bringing in Matt Damon's character, Francois Pinar. And again, for many blacks in South Africa, the Springbok name, their logo, their colors, everything represented that dark history of, of racial injustice and apartheid. And so they would never cheer for him. I mean, they, they would cheer for anybody except for the Springboks. They'd cheer for the opposing nation if they were playing another country. Um, this is how deep that rift was. So what happens is, like I said, he invites him to tea one afternoon. And inside his office, President Mandela talks about inspiration. 
And just how do you motivate when you're under extreme pressure? And while not directly, Francois, he implies that, you know, a win for their team in the World Cup is going to have huge ramifications for South Africa by uniting the Afrikaners with the native black South Africans. So listen here, there's a brilliant exchange where they start to find common ground and begin their partnership. You have a very difficult job. I do. I have a trading business. Captain of the Springboks. A very difficult job. Well, not compared to yours, Mr. President. <laughs> well, uh, no one is trying to tear my head off while I'm doing mine. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, sir. Tell me, Francois. What is your philosophy on leadership? How do you inspire your team to do their best? By example. I've always thought to lead by example, sir. But that is right. That is exactly right. But how to get them to be better than they think they can be? That is very difficult, I find. Inspiration, perhaps. How do we inspire ourselves to greatness when nothing less will do? How do we inspire everyone around us? I sometimes think it is by using the work of others. On Robben Island, when things got very bad, I found inspiration in a poem. A poem? A Victorian poem. Just words. But they helped me to stand when all I wanted to do was to lie down. But you didn't come all this way to hear an old man talk about things that make no sense. No, no, please, Mr. President. It makes complete sense to me. On the day of a big match, say, a test, in the bus on the way to the stadium, nobody talks. Ah, yes. They're all preparing. Right. But when I think we're ready, I have the bus driver put on a song. Something I've chosen, one we all know. And we listen to the words together. And it helps. I remember when I was invited to the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona. Everybody in the stadium greeted me with a song. 
At the time, the future, our future, seems very bleak. But to hear that song in the voices of people from all over our planet made me proud to be South African. It inspired me to come home and do better. It allowed me to expect more of myself. May I ask, what was the song, sir? Well, it was in Posisikilele, Africa. A very inspiring song. We need inspiration, Francois. Because in order to build our nation, we must all exceed our own expectations. In order to build our nation, we must all exceed our own expectations. What's your nation? Seriously. I mean, a nation can be anything that we're a part of. It could be a business or your family or a team or professional group, church group, whatever it is. What is it that you are really invested in building in whatever form that looks like? Maybe building closer relationships to better communication, more income, uh, serve more people. There's all types of forms that building can take. But remember, as Nelson Mandela says, in order to do this, we must all exceed our own expectations. Pretty high order. And yet, that's really the only way we grow. Because if we just go to the edge of our expectation, that's not growing. That's the status quo. That's, oh, I'm already comfortable here. So when you can allow yourself to go, this is the only way this is going to go where I really want it to go. I'd love to have more of fill in the blank, whatever it is. Close communication with someone or a group of people, serve more people, provide more for my family, whatever it is. Well, in order to do that, we have to exceed our own expectations. What are those stopping points, those limitations that we've created that say, oh, that's all I can expect of myself? And a lot of times drawing on those outside inspirations is what it takes. Maybe a mentor, a coach, uh, a particular performer or or artist uh, that inspires you. As he mentioned, a poem inspired him. As, as Francois mentioned, a song inspired the team. And I'm sure we've all been in those situations where there was something we drew on that was inspirational. I mean, that's why countries have anthems. That's why teams have fight songs. That's why all those things, those are inspirational. They're to g- help us go beyond where we really think we can. And I love his comment about that song when he Nelson Mandela was at the, the Olympics, inspired him to be more of himself because even though he was at a certain expectation of what he could do, he realized when he heard that, that there's more there. And by the way, the translation of that song that what it translates to is God bless Africa. And it's a beautiful, beautiful song that has since been integrated into the national anthem for South Africa. And there's another part here that could make this, this, uh, exchange one of my favorites of all times. And that's because Nelson Mandela, someone I 
incredibly respect and, and have great admiration for validate something I've done for years just naturally, I guess, and that's using the work of others. As you all know, I regularly use quotes and obviously movie dialogue and music and so on to inspire others to greater heights than I may be able to do myself. And this is something everyone can tap into. We don't have to go it alone. And you can partner with the most amazing people on the planet if you just reference this type of information. I mean, when it occurred to me to do that on this show, I've since been able to, to leverage, uh, let's see, who's been on my show? Ray Charles, um, Tom Hanks, Sally Field, and the characters of Forrest Gump and his mother, now Nelson Mandela. I mean, it's amazing what can happen when we let ourselves get out of the way and really open up to that opportunity of going, hmm, look at this. There's, it's already been said, and it's been said from a different perspective that takes it off me, and maybe this will inspire them because I could be just like myself. Most people don't know who I am, but they know who Nelson Mandela is, and so it has a different weight to it. So use that. Use the work of others. We're going to take another quick break here now, and there's something special for you that I'm going to introduce on this break, and it's what's called a Get Free From Your Goo Minute. Uh, these are something that's actually played throughout the day on, on Contact Talk Radio here. Uh, so check this out, and we'll be back in a minute. Again, this is Ken Bechtel with Finding You in the Goo Radio. Ken Bechtel here. Welcome to the Get Free From Your Goo Minute. Being yourself and radiating your brilliance can be like turning on a light in a dark room. To those who like the dark, they're annoyed. They moan and complain. What'd you have to do that for? They ask. We prefer the dark. Ah, but to those who are unhappy that it was dark, to them, you are amazing. So who are you going to serve? Do you serve those who are excited to receive your light or the moaners and complainers who tell you to turn that light back off? Often, there are many, many more complainers and they can be very vocal. Trying to serve them is like pushing string. It takes a great deal of effort but very little progress. But with the ones who are excited to receive your light, they're actually pulling you to them. To them, the impact is incredible. If you turn your light off and diminish yourself, no one benefits, least of all you. But by continuing to shine your light and share your gifts, you inform everyone. You are an example that light is a possibility. You cannot give what you do not have. You are light, so you cannot give darkness. Give what you have without fear or justification. No one is served when you hide what you have. Everyone is served when you give. For more information on steps you can take to get free from the goo that's keeping you in the dark, send me an email at ken at findingyouinthegoo.com. That's finding the letter U in the goo.com. And tell me you'd like to talk. I'll set up a one-on-one -on -one discovery call. And make sure you listen to the Finding You in the Goo radio show every Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. I can't wait to meet the goo-free you.
and welcome back. You're listening to the Finding You in the Goo radio show. This is Ken Dekta, your host, and today we are learning from Nelson Mandela. Um, what you just heard there on the break was uh, one of the Get Free from Your Goo minutes. Um, those are actually played uh, throughout the day here on Contact Talk Radio uh, in between different shows. There's, I don't know, a dozen, a half dozen, I can't remember exactly how many we've done so far, different topics. And they're just simple little suggestions on ways you can be reminded about how to get free from your goo. So I encourage you, when you're listening throughout the day, by all means, listening to other shows here on Contact Talk Radio, you may hear my voice. And that's what it is. It's these little goo minutes popping up. So I hope you enjoy them. Now, we're here and we're talking about different lessons from, from Nelson Mandela. And we're, we're taking advantage of, of some dialogue that is part of the movie Invictus, which is a film many of you may be familiar with that came out last year about uh, a partnership that Nelson Mandela um, put together with the national rugby team right after he had become president to hopefully leverage this rugby team and what they represented to the country as they were questing for a World Cup championship, that they were hosting the World Cup. And he saw that sports could possibly unify some of the divisions that were currently existing, especially among race in their country. And as we talked about earlier, he showed us, you know, the power of inviting your presumed enemy to unite with you. And then that that's going to take forgiveness. It's going to take inspiration. Um, and again, before I forget, because I get distracted, uh, if you have questions or comments, by all means, call us here at the studio, 877-230-3062. Again, 877 877- Two three zero three zero six two. So now we, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to hear about an issue with uh, Mr. Mandela where he talks about that sometimes it takes letting go of our personal issues in order to serve the greater good. So here's a really short scene, but it's got a lot going on in it, and I want to set this up for you. So Mr. Mandela is in this scene spending time with some of his children and grandchildren. And he rarely, rarely sees them. He's estranged from his wife. He's extremely busy with work. He hardly ever sees them. They're not with him at the presidential residence normally and so on. His daughter, whose name is Zinzi, she walks into the room and gives him a look. And it's clear that she's unhappy about something. So he steps away from the grandchildren. And he comes over and he asks her what she's thinking and listens to her response. What do you think? It doesn't matter what I think. Yes, it does. Okay. I think he looks like one of the policemen who forced us out of our house when you were in jail. I don't like seeing you shake his hand. And I'm not the only one. You criticize without understanding. You seek only to address your own personal feelings. That is selfish thinking, Sensei. It does not serve the nation. Wow. So here's a man who's already sacrificed so much for his country. And again, he realizes, even in this challenging situation where there's someone so dear to him, just like his family members, he chooses the greater good. He understands that they may not see that bigger picture yet. And it could actually cause them to withdraw even further from him. But because he knows 
what that bigger vision does for everyone. He gives up his personal desires, which obviously are to, to have that connection with his family. He sets those aside for the bigger, greater good. And it's really amazing because I talked about the scene with some folks over the weekend and, and they said, well, he says, you know, what do you think? And she says, it doesn't matter. And he says, yes, it does. And then he doesn't agree with her. And it was an interesting perspective because the assumption there was that, well, if you're, if your opinion matters, then they must just adopt it, which isn't the case. It's an open forum. And then he shared his opinion, which, of course, was there's a bigger picture here. So it happens. It's not uncommon, really, when you have a big vision. It often takes sacrifice to see it through. And there's a, a saying I'm, I'm rather fond of, and it says, you have a choice. You can choose short-term gain for long-term pain or long-term gain for short-term pain. And clearly he chose the latter. There's going to be some struggle here. I realize there may be some sacrifice on the part of myself and my family. However, the long-term gain for this entire country, which he refers to throughout the movie as his family of 42 million, is much bigger. And, you know, when you have that big vision... A lot of times those closest to you, they don't understand. They don't understand your vision. So it it makes it hard for them to appreciate the choices you're making. You know, big visions like Nelson Mandela's for a, a free democratic society uh, where everyone is you know, living together in harmony with equal opportunities, those are divinely guided. Our whole life's divinely guided. And sometimes those choices we make it's challenging, you know, and, and they can happen. They can actually come to fruition if we stay the course. But you have to believe in the universe. You've got to believe that the universe is supporting you and it will show you the way. You know, my, my personal vision for everyone on the globe to get free from his or her group, to live that full and rich life they know they have available to them. I don't have any idea exactly how this is going to take place. Not a clue. What I do know is if I keep letting the universe show me the way, it'll happen. It's trusting. Life is kind of like a trust field trip. The more you trust, the more the universe and the divine can support you. The more you distrust, the more you restrict how the divine, the universe can support you. So when you can open up and just go, you know, that show me the way, it can happen. Now, earlier in, in uh, the scene where uh, President Mandela was having tea with the uh, captain of the soccer team, or the, the rugby team, Mr. Mandela mentioned a poem that got him through the darkest times when he was in prison. And that poem, as you, you may have guessed, is called Invictus, the title of the movie. And Invictus is actually Latin, and it means unconquered. So... In this scene, we're going to hear a little sound bite here. And what you're going to hear is uh, Mandela's voice reciting the poem. But I want to set the scene for you because what you're sh seeing in this scene is Francois, the captain, and he's taken the entire rugby team to Robben Island. This is the place where President Mandela was in prison for most of his 27 years. And Francois actually steps inside the actual cell 
that President Mandela occupied for most of that time. And he closes the barred door behind him so he can really feel what it must have been like to be in that cell. And he's absolutely dismayed to find out just how small it is. He puts his arms out. He can barely, it's barely bigger than his wingspan. So he can almost touch the walls just standing in the middle. And he looks down on the floor is just a blanket. And that's what he has to sleep on. And then he looks out the window, looks out over the area where the prisoners broke rocks as part of their service while they were imprisoned there on Robben Island. And like I said, you're going to hear that, that poem over this scene. So listen in and listen closely because it's a little challenging to hear. Now the, the number on the door, 46664, means he was the 466th prisoner to be interned here in 1964. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be. amazing stuff when you think about this is what got him through the dark times and I'm going to reread that poem to you because I know it's a little hard to hear there on the, the audio so here's the poem Invictus out of the night that covers me black as the pit from pole to pole I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried out. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. 
matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. That's a good one. <laughs> really amazing. And you can, you can just tell how that would inspire somebody in his situation. And the thing I love about that poem is it's realizing there's a recognition here that it's, it's drawing on that divine guidance. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. There's that recognition that if I can stay connected, if I can stay in trust and belief that something greater than me is here to help me and get me through this, I'm unconquerable. Nothing can stop me. No matter what the circumstance, no matter how much punishment, I can hold strong. And sure, his situation was extremely intense and very dramatic compared to what hopefully most of our lives are. But you can still take this into your own life because we all have moments that feel that daunting. We all have times where we're just, we have no idea how we're going to get through. How am I possibly going to survive this? And whether it's this poem or a song or just your faith, whatever it is, when you can connect and you can draw on that, connect with the source, you're going to get that strength to hold true. You're going to find that resolve that says, this wouldn't be here unless I could handle it. The universe is not there to stop you. It's there to support you. And yeah, sometimes it's challenging and it looks like, this has to be a trick. No. It's not. It's actually just a step. As my friend used to say, it's like a speed bump in life. And what do we do when we go over a speed bump? We speed up. So it actually doesn't stop us. Speed bumps don't stop you. They just give you a slight challenge that you get over, and then you can accelerate. So know that that's what's on the other side of the speed bump. And as long as you trust and you allow yourself to be connected with that source energy, you'll be supported. There's a great quote from uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And he says, forgiveness does not mean ignoring what's been done or putting a false label on an evil act. It means rather that the evil act no longer remains as a barrier to the relationship. Where can you find forgiveness? Where can you let go of whatever is a barrier currently to that relationship? It's all up to each one of us. We are all the masters of our fate and the captains of our souls. What will you choose to do with yours? I mentioned earlier you know, I'm committed to seeing everyone across the nation and around the globe get free from his or her, her goo. And so if you're ready, then, you know, I want to invite you to have a conversation with me. All you need to do is just email me 
at ken at findingyouinthegoo.com. That's finding the letter U in the goo.com. And let me know that you're ready to have a one-on-one conversation. And I'll follow up with you. We'll schedule a discovery call and talk about what your next step might be. It's that simple. Again, the email address is ken at finding the letter U in the goo.com. And even if you're not ready for a one-on-one conversation, make sure that you get your uh, goo removal toolkit. So just go to www.tinyurl.com forward slash goo free, G-O-O-F-R-E-E. Thanks so much for being here. I'm glad you listened in. Remember to join me next week at 8 a.m. Pacific time right here on Contact Talk Radio. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Finding You in the Goo with your host, Ken Bechtel. To contact Ken or download this show, go to findingyouinthegoo.com forward slash radio. That's findingyouinthegoo.com forward slash radio. And while you're there, sign up to receive updates on future guests and pick up your free Goo Remover Starter Kit to support you in getting out of the goo. Join us again next week at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. And remember, your life is up to you. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.